The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's uh, 234 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Jalen Nye, Andrew Gross on holidays this week. Brad Whisker, my producer, joining us in studio. You can text us at 630-630. Um, just before we get to our our, uh, our guest uh, this afternoon, just a couple of more texts that came in about those scams, the CRA scams. Uh, again, uh, this one says, I got the CRA one the other day. Jay, I just laughed and told them, you guys owe me money every year, not the other way around, and <laughs> that they need to get a new scam. And then someone else says, yeah, uh, they got one as well and said, I haven't filed a tax return since 2006. <laughs> That's all we'll say. No numbers released. You do what you have to do. So interesting, as we talk about travel uh, on this show, there's a new study that reveals Canadians' latest bucket list travel destinations. And the results are showing that millennials, meaning travelers 18 to 34, are single-handedly changing the popular definition of, quote, a dream destination. Joining us now is author and travel expert, Claire Newell. Hi, Claire. Hi, Jalen. Hi, Brad. Hello. Thanks, thanks uh, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me today. This is um, a really interesting study to me because this is something that I've been noticing for the past five years. Well, it's first, I, I just think back between the, you know, when I was 18 to 34, I wasn't traveling much. I was, I was working. I was starting the career. There was no traveling involved. There was no trips at that time uh, for me 20 years ago. Oh, I know you're not alone. It was so interesting because not, uh, well, not just this study, but about two weeks ago, a SunTrust bank survey came out, and it was, what are the top reasons Americans save money? And, you know, you think retirement, their mortgage, whatever it may be. The number one reason for Americans, and we're no different here in Canada, is that they're saving for travel. They're spending everything on it. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? We're loving it, and we've decided, you know, as a couple, that this is a, it's a priority now in our lives because we didn't get to do it before, so we are trying to do it more and more. But let's talk a little bit about the study here. So the, the millennials, what are they doing compared to uh, the Gen Xs and the baby boomers that's so different? Well, first of all, I'm... <laughs> I, I dare say that they are bolder, they're braver, and they're braggers. <laughs> they want to do what um, everyone else isn't. You know, they want to have that Instagram moment. So the older generation, so Generation X and Boomers, their bucket list trips were to beaches or mm-hmm. to Europe. So they were thinking Hawaii, the Caribbean, and in Europe, places like Italy, the UK, <laughs> France. This younger generation, they're doing so much more. It's kind of like they've been there, done that. So the destinations that I listed for the others, Mm -hmm. they want to go to Southeast Asia, Iceland, Mm. Ireland, Scandinavia. They want to go off the beaten path. I fit into the millennial age group, Claire, and so many of my friends, you mentioned Southeast Asia, and so many of my friends have either gone or are going to Thailand, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. What makes that so attractive for for this uh, age group? Well, more bang for the buck, certainly. Yeah. And um, the reason it is is that out of particularly Vancouver, because it's the gateway to the Pacific, so a quick connection from Edmonton, you can get to Asia at half 
cost the cost you did even just five years ago. Yeah. There is just so many flights. And then once you're there, you know, you can have a massage for 10 bucks on the beach. <laughs> I mean, you can eat like a king if you're having local food. You know, my, my son uh, uh, lives in, in Tokyo and uh, moved there a few years back. And that was his place. I mean, as a, as a, as a teenager here in Edmonton, Tokyo, uh, Japan became his place. And now it's, you know, Tokyo, Hong Kong, uh, South Korea, you name it. That's those are the places, and I and I get the fact that he's close to it to travel. But I'm like, why why do you want to go to South Korea? And he says, Jay, why wouldn't you want to go to South Korea? It's awesome. There's just such a dramatic difference in what the kids want to do compared to what the parents want to do. I I'm know, finding right good, now. The good thing about that, though, Jay Lynn, is that the older age groups are actually getting kind of sucked in with those 18 to 34 year olds because they want to go. Um, so while the 18 to 34 year olds are kind of leading the pack into places like Ireland and Iceland mm-hmm. and, and Croatia, it's the older crowds that are then going as well. Plus there's all these low cost carriers that have opened up 10,000 new routes in the past 10 years which is an incredible amount. So it's way cheaper and more accessible to get to the places you never used to be able to. So, Claire, not uh, to, to uh, pinpoint one uh, generation here, but what would you say uh, remains the number one choice? It's still Hawaii. And really? it's, it's what the older generations want to go to. It's still the beaches in the Europe, but we're seeing other places start to creep up in the list of um, bucket list type destinations or dream destinations. But I should tell you that we should give some tips on what to do if you're going off the beaten path. Okay. <laughs> this is the thing, right? Um, the first thing I really recommend is if you have to go, if you're traveling outside of Canada, and I don't care where you're going, like we just had Hurricane Lane hitting Hawaii, yeah. so that's an example of why you need to do this travel.gc.ca. It's the Canadian government's website for travel, and they want us to go as informed travelers. So it has um, safety and security information, entry and exit requirements, because your passport may not be enough. You may need extra validity, like three or six months on your passport. You may need a visa, but it has information about health, climate, laws and culture, all really, really important. And you've got to make sure your routine vaccinations are up to date. So you need to double check. Is your hepatitis A and B up to date? Is your tetanus? Yeah. Should you consider Ducarol? Have you guys ever used Ducarol? Yep, I have. Okay, because if you don't know what this is, it protects you from ETEC, which is a specific strain of E. coli bacteria, which is the most common cause of traveler's diarrhea. So you should also pack a travel medical kit and leave a copy of your itinerary and passport with someone you love, but also scan it and email it to uh, an account that can be accessed anywhere Wi-Fi. You can anywhere you get Wi-Fi, so a Gmail account, a Hotmail account. I think the, yeah, those are, that's all really, really great advice. The one that jumps out on me, uh, at me, and I, and we've seen a number of, especially I think younger kids, maybe the millennials, get in trouble is when it comes to laws and customs. Oh yeah. Um, and certainly in in some of those places that they're liking to go now, right? It's like have respect for the temples, have respect for the for the monuments, and and that it, that goes without saying for everybody. Right, and you know, we saw those Canadians last year be caught doing something like a, it was a, like a, looked like a rave party, and they were in Cambodia, and they posted it on social media, 
the rules of posting on social media are, may be very different than they are here and can land you in jail like it did for them. Yeah. It could be something as simple as a public display of affection. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be fined or put in jail depending on where you are. So really worthwhile, travel.gc.ca. Claire, what are some of the more... I guess, surprising or maybe up-and-coming locations that people are starting to go to, maybe places that even you kind of go, really? That, <laughs> that's, that's trendy now, okay. And maybe explain why that is. I, I love to go places where people don't. So, um, But we are starting to see Japan is really increasing in popularity. It's expensive, but it's yep. a beautiful spot to go. Scandinavia. And beyond just going into Scandinavia, the Faroe Islands, so if you don't know where that is, it's uh-huh. between Iceland and Norway. Uh, Colombia. So instead of going to a regular Caribbean island, people are going in to like, Colombia. And like Colombia where the drug cartels are? Cl- okay, Claire? see? This is the thing. <laughs> yeah. So it, the, the, let's talk about Colombia and Croatia for a second. When I was growing up, Colombia had drug cartels, and Croatia was in the middle of a war between mm-hmm. 91 and 98. No one would go there. Yep. And now they are popular, yeah. especially with millennials. And they want to take, you know, those insta pictures and post them up. Let's talk about that. How is, how is growing up with uh, social media, uh, how do you think it's influenced uh, younger Canadians when it comes to their travel ideals? Well, it's kind of a me too situation where they, people are seeing something posted by friends or celebrities or not even people they know, just posts. And mm-hmm. they say, oh, you know what? I want to do that. I want to go there. I want to see what they're seeing. If they went, I can too. And that's how certain places are becoming more and more popular. It's almost like keeping up with the jo- uh, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Instagram is just a it's a yeah. strange beast. I, I have an Instagram account to look at puppy pictures, right? You know, that's <laughs> that's it. Not to post pictures of you know an outfit and then return it back to the store, which we heard that they're doing as well. Um, on yeah. the, on this list, it's you know there's something here that says fear of flight. Um, it says Japan, Southeast Asia, topping travel bucket list countries like India are barely registering with only about five percent of Canadians citing it as a bucket list destination. Uh, why is that? Why are why are some countries kind of consistently at the bottom of the travel list? Well, you know, India was the one that really stood out to me as well, and. This is despite Trudeau just doing this well-documented venture with his whole family. Like his wife and kids were there. Um, I think it will grow in popularity. People are worried, though, about the huge culture shock, and they're worried about Delhi belly. Yeah, right? yeah. They're worried yeah. about getting sick. And that's where that whole getting your vaccinations and then taking Duke or all thing mm-hmm. comes into play. Um, but I do expect that people will do more guided tours. In fact, the one... I. Um, what you may or may not know is I actually own a travel industry, uh, a travel agency. I've owned one for 25 years. And of the 150 agents that work for me, this has been the one destination we've been struggling to find a, a good package for. And the one that seems to be selling is one that's fully guided from yeah. the time you leave Canada. And you don't, you don't stay anywhere less than a five-star hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, you are eating where the guides tell you to eat. And it's only eight nights long, so or eight or nine, depending yeah. on the, um, the flight schedule. But the reason I think that is selling is because, first of all, the price point, it works out to like 2600 bucks all in, Yeah. Um, but also because people can see the end of eight nights. If it's yeah. a 14 or 16 night and they're worried they're going to get sick and 
there's nothing worse than being sick on vacation. You know what? I have to say, I, I love the idea of India. I've ha- I have friends who have gone to India and absolutely falling in love with the country. I love it. My husband has no interest in going there whatsoever. So probably as long as we're married, which will hopefully be the rest of our lives, I'm not going to India. <laughs> That's so funny because I'm in the, I had it actually booked and we ended up going to Vietnam and Cambodia because my husband didn't want to go. So, Jaylen, you and I should go. Yeah, okay. I mean, Claire, I travel with you anywhere. <laughs> Claire, I do have one other, one more question for you. It has to go with these guided tours, and I'm sure the answer is fairly easy, but is it always better to book these tours through the agency? Because I know a lot of people still tend to get on the ground and they get hounded or they get cornered and say, hey, let's go on this guided mm-hmm. tour, and they end up paying up the yin-yang for something that may be a lot cheaper when doing it through an agency like your own. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I feel like it's super one-sided, and of course <laughs> I'm kind of blowing my own horn but the reality is is that often a a large travel agency will have connections so not only do you know what you're getting ahead of time you'll have somebody kind of backing you i just yesterday received an email from a friend who i had booked and she happens to be at machu picchu and it said on her itinerary from us it was a guided tour of half day of machu picchu and she was going back and forth and they were saying no no no, it's self-guided and one email from me and a call to their emergency line and it was taken care of instead of them having to say okay fine whatever it costs i'll pay Mm -hmm. um it was handled um regardless of whether you're doing a fully guided tour or just a like a half day tour like say you're going to paris and you want to go see versailles Mm -hmm. you've got to book those ahead of time it doesn't matter if you do it through uh, an actual travel agency that's bricks and mortar or an online agency that you have used before and trust. The reason is, is that for every major site these days, there are two lines. There's the site, the lineup to go in um, right away with, with a ticket that's prepaid, or you, for, if, you don't, if you didn't do that, you might have to line up for an hour or two to Yay. get the ticket mm. and then go in the entrance lineup. Claire, just um, selfishly, I was watching a show yesterday afternoon, and it was um, it was a it was a show about cruises, and I think cruises are still incredibly popular, and there's different kinds of cruises, and um, you know whether it's the big cruise line, the big cruise ship, or I'm starting to get more attracted to things like river cruises, right? Or there was one; it was actually called I think it was the the Royal Spinner, whatever. It was a big sailing ship. Actually, it was spectacular when it comes to uh, river cruises compared to you know a royal caribbean cruise um the difference is dramatic isn't it yeah it absolutely is an ocean cruise um is so much bigger and the river cruise i always say is like a small modern boutique hotel that is sailing along a river and you basically spend the majority of your time off um the, the thing that you're that you're getting at i think is that in my opinion, and there is certainly a cruise for everyone, mm-hmm. whatever they're looking for. So a river ship, if you want that quiet, um, full, high, kind of high-end luxury and yeah. going into places that you couldn't otherwise get to with an ocean cruise, it's the way to go. Like, there's certain parts of the world I think you should do it via cruise okay. because it's better value. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the Baltic. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like You can do all of the, um, like... Uh, Baltic region into St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. it would cost you a fortune mm-hmm. to do it otherwise. Like, to, to spend a night in Stockholm, 
um, or Copenhagen is 500 euros a night. And if you're like me with two kids, you're paying for two rooms. <laughs> it is way cheaper to do it on a cruise. Australia and New Zealand right now, for example, is also so much cheaper because more ships are doing it. Like we had one that came across my desk. It's a 12-night Australia-New Zealand cruise, January 16th. The airfare 12-night cruise and transfers, including tax, was 2600 bucks. Wow. You can barely fly there. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Uh, Claire, you know, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Can we do this again sometime? I would love to. Yay. Anytime you want. Awesome. <laughs> Claire, on. you'll join us this afternoon. Thank you so much. Thanks for having All me. All right. Take care. Yeah. The uh, It was the Star Clippers and the Royal Clipper. They're, this is the thing. that It's not a riverboat. I was looking at the riverboats as ro- the river cruises. But this was the largest full-rigged sailing ship in the world. Looks spectacular. Look, I'll... Uh, I'll leave that on to you. Okay, yeah. The day I, the day I take a cruise, it's never going to happen. Thanks to Claire Newell for, for uh, joining us, doing a little travel talk there at uh, at 2.35. Some of your texts coming in. I want to go to the Congo. Is that cool? Um, and then from Vermilion, traveling now is less about experiencing something and more about Instagramming experiences. And I think for some people, that's very true. And I know I can get caught up in wanting to take pictures and, and that sort of thing. And I, I've really tried to dial that back. Oh, yeah. An old friend of mine um, just got married a week ago Saturday. And they've been in Hawaii since the day they got married. They flew out late, mm. late that night. Mm-hmm. Every day, yeah. there is at least half a dozen <laughs> pictures on Instagram. And the ocean looks the same from the 12 angles you're taking a picture of it on. And, I mean, it's great. They're enjoying themselves. But uh, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's going to put you on mute. Let me know when you're back. Can you mute people on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Okay, good to know. Uh, the one thing that uh, Claire had mentioned about that, uh, the government website, uh, what was it, travel.gc.ca, has yeah. got a lot of really great advice. And immunizations, I'm just going to go back to immunizations again. Um, it's, it's really good to know and make sure that you know, depending on where you're traveling, to and um, I think I, I told you that recently I got caught with having to have a huge amount of immunizations. I was supposed to go to Mali next week. Right. Um, my squadron uh, for weight Tackel is deployed there right now. I was supposed to go over there and visit the troops, um, and everything was all good to go. Spent. Hours upon hours figuring out what uh, shots I needed. It, it was just, you know, a lot of stuff. Because Molly, um, uh, where it is, and, and, and mosquitoes, I needed to have yellow na- or yellow fever, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. I have never kept a record of my immunizations. I don't have it. My mom doesn't have it. I live in Alberta. All my immunizations would have been done in Ontario. They stopped keeping records of them. It's in some big computer file somewhere in Ottawa. Anyway, I had to have all of my immunizations done again. You were drugged up real go. good, Jay. I I <laughs> was a pin cushion for three days. It was you, you one here, one here, another one here, another one here. And then finally, um, it's like, okay, well, unfortunately, the trip got canceled last minute. Uh, the trip got canceled, so not going. But now I am, you know, good to go anywhere in the world, apparently. But keep those immunization records. Make sure you have a copy of them because, boy, oh, boy, otherwise it saves you so much hassle. Absolutely. And uh, I know we have to get to break here but i was also born in ontario raised in ontario and you were telling me about Uh your fiasco with all this and i think the next day i texted my mom 
And I said, do you have all you this have stuff? And she, thankfully, oh yeah, I've got it in a, a file yeah. folder. I've had it for you for forever or what have you. Thank God. Yeah. Because what had, you went through. I've had all of these, oh, but my sure. records didn't show it. So guess what? Had them again. Or boosters at least. And guess what? You were a pincushion for three days. Uh-huh. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.